Hello everyone, welcome back on the ID Adventures program. Today we will speak with Mark Stafford, which is the owner in partnership of uh, Lobo Cider in Adelaide Hills. He's the grower of the business. He owns a small orchard in Adelaide Hills. And with him, we will have a chat about the business and a little bit about the behind the scenes of the apple production that what we know. I hope that you enjoy and see you at the end of the video. Okay, so um, welcome Michael to the uh, Agri Adventures radio program. I would like to introduce you a little bit in, um, about Michael. So Michael is uh, the owner of um, uh, Lobo uh, Cider. That's right, yes. I'm, well, I'm uh, part, half owner of Lobo Cider. And uh, you are uh, a long um, tradition of apple grower. You have an orchard? That's right, we've got a family orchard. Okay, uh, and you're located in Adelaide Hill? Lenswood in the Adelaide Hills. Okay, and would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family and uh, the business that you're running? Yeah, so um, originally, I guess my forebears came in the uh, late 1800s, took up some uh, reasonable sized parcel of land here in, it wasn't called Lenswood then, it was It was called probably more Forest Range at that, that time. Um, it, um, and then around probably the 1900s started planting apples, um, grew apples and raspberries and sort of vegetables. Um, and then as the family members sort of went through, um, uh, my grandfather, he, he took the older established apples and um, yeah, so we've just sort of carried on from there. My uh, father, uh, I farmed still with my father um, and uh, he took over in the um, 50s. And um, yeah, we've sort of just been um, going on it's not a it's not a big orchard it's a it's a smaller size orchard uh, and we grow apples uh, a few pears and cherries as well oh cherries um i found something cool today i had to look a little bit uh, about uh, and i found that name it's so is that kind of interesting connection because lobo is kind of a variety of apple is that correct that's right so it's a canadian variety but it's also dual meaning of it, lobo, and then uh, Spanish for wolf. Um, so I sort of thought I would actually sort of have the imagery with that. So yeah, that's how we sort of came about it. Perfect. Also, I have another curiosity that I didn't know first that there are so many different varieties of apple, like 2000 or maybe more than that. Yeah, no, there would be more than that, yeah. Yeah, there's not, I suppose there's not so many commercial ones, but, um, yeah, there's a huge, they've been breeding for so long, and, uh, yeah, there's a huge amount of, uh, of apples out there. And you, you, as a grower, another thing I didn't know is that if you get the seed from an apple and you plant it, you're not going to have the same apple where the, no, <laughs> that's exactly right. There's no, um, uh, every seed is different, genetically different. Um, the interesting thing with the seed though is um, you, you still use seed a bit, not 
not so much in that, but in, in breeding because you, you can you, you cross them and then you plant all the seeds and then the tree grows up. Is uh, amazing about them is that they're all virus free. Um, so if you're sort of trying to clean up some wood that's got some sort of virus in it, that's uh, you can sort of uh, use use the um, you know you've got a clean stock anyway if you use uh, seedling, um, mm -hmm. but it doesn't crop. It takes a lot longer to crop than the hybrid rootstocks that we use nowadays. So it's so interesting to think that like you you get the base and then on the base you put the airport that you they are gonna go on the market. And then, yeah. and then it's like, we always have this idea, bucolic idea of having, oh, I put the seed in and then it's going to come out a beautiful tree. And then, and then you realize that it's not going to come out in, in five days. How long does it take for an average plant to become productive? Five years? So probably not some break even, but they're really starting to crop, full crop by year five type of thing. So, yeah. And um, so now question, uh, the choice of, going into side just because it was interesting to move in that specific direction or because uh, as producer you have a small market over here so you want to differentiate um just yeah just for diversification really um just uh try to have another um string to your bow a bit on the on the orchard so yeah we're in a 27 k's from the city mm -hmm. so of, uh, of Adelaide, so it's um, a million people there. And um, so you've sort of got, you know, retail, lots of cellar doors and everything around us, so. Interesting, so do you have a cellar door? Not yet, we don't know. We're sort of working towards that, yeah. Okay, and I've seen on the website that you also make a gin now. That's right, yeah, we do, we do, do spirits as well. So we've got, um, We've got a. We started. We actually do an apple brandy. It's similar to Calvados in, in the French Calvados. So, exactly. Um, the cider is fermented to dry, and then we put it through the still, uh, and then we age it. Uh, and ours is aged for for three years, um, and then uh, yeah, so we age it in old oak barrels, and then we started doing that. Uh, we've been going for about nine years with that. And we've, um, uh, then we, with the gin boom, we decided to join that. So, sort of thought, yeah, we'll, we'll make sort of an orchard style gin. Um, so, we've got our, we use the quince that we grow here, some quinces, and um, we uh, uh, incorporate that into the botanical. So, it's not really a, like a liqueur quince gin, it's actually more, we use it as a botanical element with the quince um, okay. and um, so it's sort of a, a lighter more botanical driven gin very still very strong juniper form gin. So do you have a time or a date in which you think people will be able to come and visit you? Uh, we sort of we try to do events and unfortunately we had one coming up um, it was supposed to happen in April, um, uh, and unfortunately that got cancelled because of the COVID-19. Exactly. Um, so we were sort of re-entertaining that. We did do... Um, yeah, well, I see in the market, I mean, I mean, I, I am in connection with different people. We like travel, go to visit producers, and often they're interested to learn 
how to do how to make like how to use these products how to make that is something that people generally it's really interested to that's why actually i get adventures help to do this kind of create these kind of connections that's it that's pretty interesting because i always as my taste i always found a big difference in between the apple that you pick ripe from the tree and the apple that you find from the supermarket and i i always looking to understand more why why there's such big difference i mean and well, the, it's interesting the apples um uh well, i suppose australia's are interesting in that in europe there's lots of different obviously countries for a start but um most countries can send fruit to europe we, we send fruit there ourselves um so you get northern and um, the southern hemisphere uh, so the counter seasonal of course so you get fruit from south africa you know when you know obviously in the winter time in um, in europe in australia because people can't actually send fruit from overseas here because of uh, the fire blight and quarantine uh, we've sort of grown up with keeping fruit um, all year round. Mm -hmm. the, the reason you can do that is apples are one of the few fruits um, that has starch in them. So they're very, they're very starchy. So when we pick them, you say you can pick them green, but we, we actually check the, cut the apple in half and then we can, we use uh, iodine and you can tell the starch level inside the fruit. So we can pick them green and then they'll slowly ripen. And um, the idea is to sort of pick them at different starch levels to, to how long you want to keep them. And uh, with the old way of doing it was you sort of put a, a flame inside a room that's completely airtight. We burn off all the oxygen. So we keep it a very low level of oxygen. Like you can't go in the rooms. They're, they're like only like one or 2% oxygen in them. So you, you die if you go in them. And then the apple just slowly transpires a lot slower. That's really interesting because I've been working in a, in a, um, a fruit and veggie shop when I was young and we had these massive uh, fridges and they had all the apples coming from, you know, the Boston part of Italy and they, they were having these apples coming green and then they were deciding which was the container that was going to have to be open in what time of the year. And then they were having this ethylene that was prying this gas inside to make the apple became red. But what you are saying is actually that you use, you check the apple, you pick the apple, the right level of starches, which are the pre-sugar level, Miley. Yeah, yeah. Doing that, you are able to define how long this apple will survive in the storage area before you have to send it out. That's right. Yeah. So you can, the, I guess the, the greener you pick them, the more storage potential there is in there. So um, the ethylene, that's the other thing that apples give off the ethylene, but we um, have sort of a, a charcoal uh, scrubber thing that's, they feed the, the circulate room atmosphere through it and it scrubs the ethylene out of the, the environment. Um, and then it, it so yeah, we sort of try to keep the ethylene at a very low level. But I think that it's always the best is go to get the apple from the orchard. Huh? 
Yeah, well, that's right. So you, when you, you pick it off the tree, you can pick it obviously ripe or select one that's a lot riper. So that's that's really the, the thing. Absolutely. Okay. So let's, sell to, let's say to our friends where they can find you as a business. So we said that we are other deals in, in uh, Lenswood, correct? That's right. Yes. Right in the middle of Lenswood. Lovely. And the uh, Facebook page? Uh, yes, we've got a Facebook page, just uh, uh, Lobo, um, Lobo Cider. Lobo Cider, and there is a website which is loboapple.com, is that correct? That's, that's right, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and, and we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. Okay, so you're almost in all the different, yeah. all, all different platforms. Okay, perfect. So thank you very much for being uh, with us. I'm really hoping to find a way to organize an experience and come over and visit with friends over there. But in the meantime, we thank all followers from the different platforms. And we say, if you have a weekend, oh, by the way, can they come in the weekend or not yet? Not yet, but um, the first Sunday of every month, we're at the um, Adelaide Farmers Market at Wavell. So they can go along there and try and meet um, the cider maker Warwick is is there. So that's probably a good place. So that's the first Sunday of every month. Um, they can go along, try our whole range uh, spirits as well, and um, uh, talk to the cider maker about any uh, the whole range. Actually, yeah. Lovely, perfect. So you can go over there. It's, it, it's close by Adelaide, not really far away. Just go over there, taste a little bit of ciders, and then you can purchase the ciders and the gin directly over there or through the website. Yeah, so, and you can, buy, you can buy our stuff online. That's right. Perfect. Thank you very much. Good, thanks. Simone? Well, I hope that you enjoyed uh, this quick interview, this 15 minutes like the Adventures program interview. Uh, speak with Michael, it was interesting and uh, have the chance to see the view of behind the scene of uh, growing apples and chatting a little bit about the, his business was really cool. Remember, you will be able to see or visit uh, Lobo at the uh, Adelaide Showground. Uh, and please don't forget to subscribe to the website agadventures.com.au for new events in food experiences in Adelaide and South Australia. Have a great day from Simone and from Agri Adventures. Ciao.